One more tune-up before the crossroads, and help is on the way. Let's talk about it. Today's quick cast is brought to you by Martin Vintage. MartinVintage.com, where if you enter boiled at checkout, you'll get 20% off. Mom, thanks for watching. So if you're anything like me, this morning had you riveted to your computer as announcements and signings came out one by one. And right away we got a little bit of an early Christmas gift with the uh, announcement of a new signee. Uh, there, was, there was hinting at it this last weekend, but a wide receiver named Yassine out of Michigan decided to change his commitment from Northwestern to Purdue. He's seen as a, uh, a very skilled four-star receiver right along the lines of David Bell. He's six foot two and uh, kind of a technician at his craft. This was a big get because it bolstered an already very, very, very strong receiving core that Purdue had and a bunch of recruits that are coming in that are going to be quite good. You look at the class and Yassine's addition put Purdue, Yassine and Rumpf probably put Purdue up into the top 25 according to 247 Sports. That's a big deal. This wide receiving group, let's, let's look a little bit at them before we talk about the rest of the class. I really want to focus on the receivers just because this is clearly some strength that Brom has as a recruiter. You got Yassim, who uh, Coach Shepard called him a very smooth athlete. Sullivan, who Coach Shepard also said uh, he is one of the toughest people, one of the toughest receivers that Purdue fans will see play. It's pretty, pretty high praise. I think Purdue fans will like that mentality. Marcellus Moore, of course. Marcellus Moore is one of the fastest guys we're going to ever see in a Purdue uniform. And I'm not speaking in hyperbole here. This is a world-class athlete. He is outrageously quick, and it's going to be fun to watch him, I think, make instant impact right away. He's kind of my, I don't know if you can call a high three-star a dark horse of a class, but he's mine because I think he will play punt and kickoff return right away and maybe see some uh, slot duty behind Rondale Moore. I just think he's going to make very, very instant impact because of his quickness. You don't have to look very long or very far to see him demonstrate some of his prowess as an athlete on Twitter, or you can look elsewhere on the internet just to see how fast he is on the track. He is ridiculously fast. I think he's a seven-time state champ in multiple events. And of course, Malik Carr, another high four-star who announced he was coming to Purdue a while back. He's going to try to play basketball and football. He's got more of a tight ends build. He's a big guy, um, and I think he'll play tight end right away at Purdue. Almost sure of it. Uh, he's just a man-child. Very, very big right out of the box. Some other interesting notes from today's uh, announcements is Brom talked a little bit about the class, but he also talked about the defensive coordinator position, the search there, and he said the search continues and it's, very, it's going to be very thorough. The rumors going around is that Brahm is not going to stay within the Purdue coaching uh, family. He's probably going to go after a guy with a lot more experience. I think they're going to get a really good, really established defensive coordinator and somebody that uh, not only defensive players will rally around, but the fans will like a whole bunch. Some really good news about the fallout of Holtz firing is that Purdue really didn't lose any of the jewels of the class thanks to that decision of Holt being fired. And um, I would bet there'll be an announcement about the defensive coordinator in the next month or so, simply because 
they got to get moving. The national championship and the the playoff, there's, those are often like coaches' conventions. I wouldn't be very surprised if something right around there happened. But we'll see. I don't have any inside information on that. There are, will be nine early enrollees. Uh, that's very important for the program. That happened last year. Quite a few of the guys came on campus early. That's a good chance for those guys to get acclimated, get with nutritionists, get in the weight program right away. Two of those players are offensive linemen. I think that's super important because obviously offensive line needs work, needs reinforcements right away. Coach Brom says Hartwig could uh, contribute right away. And that offensive line, it's, uh, it's four players right now, but I would be shocked if there aren't three more additions, two or three more additions from the JUCO ranks or just from elsewhere. Brom also talked about Tariq Murphy, another one of this, the gems of this class. Murphy, out of uh, New York, is going to be an instant impact guy. I think he's 220 pounds right now, so he's got a body that's made for Division One football, and uh, Brom called him very physical, very strong, and very athletic, and said he will right away contend for time on the field as a true freshman, not unlike King Daru, who was kind of thrust into duty but belonged on the field nonetheless because of his physicality. One player that I was very worried about Purdue getting and holding on to was Alamo or Alamo. I'm not sure how to pronounce it just yet, but Purdue signed him. That's great news. This is a four-star, highly, highly rated quarterback, the highest-rated quarterback that Purdue's gotten since Orton, according to some recruiting magazines. This is a good one because Alamo's brother plays at Rutgers, and there were rumors going around that he was going to switch and flip over to Rutgers, but he didn't. In fact, he was one of the first people that faxed in his signing letter, his letter of intent. Is it not bizarre to you that they're still using fax machines, or is that just me? I just think it's crazy. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm surprised they haven't digitized this whole the signing process, but that's, that's really not a big deal. The other thing we we're going to talk a little bit about, Purdue went on the road to play a true road game versus a MAC team in the pre-con. Very, very unusual. And uh, Ohio coming in was 7-3. and three. They were not a Big Ten team, clearly, physically. You could just tell by watching them. They just didn't have the athletes. But they had some guys that could score. They just didn't have the size. They didn't have the, um, the quickness. They definitely weren't up, up to snuff. And Purdue really exploited that early, even without Matt Harms. Purdue's lead got out to 20-plus points quite early in the game. And then this team did what they have a tendency of doing, which is kind of, I don't know if it's getting too comfortable or not stepping on a team's throat, but they let Ohio crawl all the way back into the game and cut the lead all the way down to six points with about 12 minutes left. Uh, I don't want to say I was ever nervous or worried. I really wasn't because I just thought Purdue, Purdue's athleticism, Purdue's strength would kind of overcome Ohio. But at the same time, I don't like the tendencies of this team. I keep seeing the same things over and over where I just say, man, they don't know how to stop the bleeding when a run comes. The only time we've seen it this season was versus the best team they played. In that game, Virginia made a little run and Peru just kept them at arm's length and then pushed it back out. In this one, that wasn't the case. It got down to six, went back up to nine, got back down to eight, went up to 10 and just kind of uh, slowly climbed out of that close situation. Purdue ended up winning 69-51. Of course, you know that already. I'm sure you read the post game that Anish put up. One of the big positives about that game, though, was no Joel Eastern's play. He's, he's, he's not going to be a jump shooter in spite of what we saw this summer and we saw those tapes that showed him hitting threes and hitting um, uh, fallaways. 
I don't think it's going to happen. He's He's been lacking confidence, but last night might go a long way into getting him back to where he needs to be. Eastern finished with 11 points. That was a big deal. But really, Eric Hunter was the story on offense. He finished with a career-high 18 points, 6 for 9 uh, shooting from the floor. He played awesome. Travion Williams was right behind him with 14 points. But Eric Hunter continues to surprise me with his ability to do different things. I know he was a scorer in high school, but... His ability to create is seems to be getting better almost by the game. That's nothing but positive because Purdue really, really desperately needs that right now. But we still see Wheeler struggling and Stefanovic struggling as neither one has really found their jumper yet. But Purdue really, really needs to get better in a hurry, especially against Butler this Saturday at the crossroads. Like I said, I hate that event. I've told you guys this. I think it's the worst event. Purdue is pretty much the Washington Generals of that event. They lose more than anybody. They got off the snide two years ago, but last year got back to their old ways by getting beaten up by Notre Dame. This Butler team is pretty good. This Butler team is actually much better than they've been about the last three years. And so they're going to give Purdue all they can handle. I think Purdue's going to have a little bit of hard time handling Baldwin. We'll see. This is really a good chance for Nogel Eastern to come take that next step defensively. He took a first step, I think, versus Ohio. But if he can really disrupt Baldwin, Purdue could get close to winning this game. They're also going to have to guard the three. Uh, Butler has a couple guys that can really shoot it. We'll see what happens. That's Saturday. Purdue will face off against Butler. So pretty fun day. Uh, I hope you were able to get stuff done. I honestly, the first half of the day was not able to do much at all because of the, the early signing day. I'm glad these Boilermakers did it again. It almost makes me enjoy recruiting to see victories in the last minute instead of defections, which we became so used to during the last two coaches and even towards the end of Tiller's time. We just saw guys kind of fall off the classes. There's no need for desperate ads right now. Purdue's in a good situation with personnel. And my guess is Brom will go after needs right now. He'll go after offensive linemen. He'll go after, try to get a couple more defensive backs and maybe get a linebacker or two. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. God bless you and stay tuned. We'll have more for you at the site in the coming days. Hammer down. BS all the time.